Hey, y'all, welcome to the Marty Smith's America podcast. This is volume 90, and I'm calling it the freak episode. Man, when I was younger, I was so captivated by Javon Kirst. Do you remember Javon Kirst, Travis? I do. I'm surprised since you're 12, but he might have terrorized the Ohio State Buckeyes at some point, so maybe that's why you remember him. I'm not sure. No, I don't think he, I don't think I don't he really he did. did. Who I was thinking about for this podcast, not to be Charlotte Homer again, but Julius Peppers. Yeah, man. I love Pep. Pep's the man, dude. I see him. I, I think I've been on about three or four planes with him in the last couple of years, and he always has his children with him. By the way, I mean, you talk about beautiful, beautiful kids. Pep has some beautiful kids. I took Vivian, my youngest, down to Miami, Florida, back during the springtime. Desmond Howard and I shot a commercial together for PlayStation for the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. And Pep was coming back from Miami on the same flight Vivian and I were on. And I bet people coming on that plane were so ticked at Pep and me because our kids took up three of the first class seats on the plane. Uh, I love that guy. He's so kind and, and so important in the Charlotte community. But as I was going through num- number 90s, numbers 90, or number 90s. Either way, I don't know what's grammatical. Number 90s. There, but who cares? Um, I was thinking about Curse and watching that guy just dominate college football when he was at the University of Florida. And the athleticism at that size in that era. I mean, it's pretty commonplace now. But in that era with the massive size he carried and the speed and athleticism – and burst was a sight to behold, and that's why he got the nickname the freak. And boy, was he the freak. Um, thank you guys for, for hanging this week. You've heard us in the past promote the Stupidity podcast with our boy Stu Gotts from the Dan Lebitard show. We tried to get Stu on today as our guest, but as only Stu can do, we haven't heard back from him. So there will be no guests today, but that's okay. Because I had a moment this week, Travis, that was one of those little Marty never would have believed it moments. Which I will say, my life is very blessed. I've had so many of those. And this latest one made me think about another one. So I'm going to start with what happened on Tuesday night. I had one crazy week. All right. On the 10th of March, I flew to, wait a minute, not the 10th of March. That tells you where my head is. On the 10th of February, I flew. Did you just skip a month? I skipped a whole damn month. On the 10th of February, I flew from Charlotte to Nashville, Tennessee, because on the 11th, I had the Kentucky at Vanderbilt. Super Tuesday college basketball game with my boys, Carl Ravitch and Jimmy Dykes. Okay? Really good game. Vandy played great. I love what Jerry Stackhouse is doing there. And I leave there, and I fly to Charlotte. I drive to Concord, North Carolina, get on Jimmy Johnson's plane with with Jimmy, the seven-time NASCAR champion, to fly to Daytona Beach, Florida, as part of a feature we were doing. Did some interviewing on the plane. Did a big sit-down interview at Daytona International Speedway after that. Which everybody heard last week. Which everybody heard last week. That's right. 
And then on Thursday, we did the second half of that. And then I flew home for a day. And then I flew back to Daytona. And then I flew out to San Francisco, which is where I was for last week's podcast taping. Uh, sitting in a beautiful hotel overlooking the city. Uh, I stayed at the W Hotel, or it might have been the Westin. The hell hotel did I stay in? I don't know, but man, it was nice. How many right hours down- were you in San Francisco for? Was it less than 15? I was going to say. I got there late on, sun, uh, I got there late on Sunday night. I interviewed Brooks Kepka, the two time defending PGA championship winner at 10 a.m. Pacific time. I think I was there and I had a two o'clock PM flight out of there. So I landed in San Francisco at like a le- 10, 30 at night or 11 at night and I left at 2 p.m. So whatever that math is, 14, 15 hours. And then I flew to LSU uh, through Dallas. I threw to ba- I flew to Baton Rouge through Dallas to have Kentucky at LSU on Tuesday night. I tell you all of that crazy random schedule to get to this. I get to the arena. I get to the PMAC, the Pete Maravich Athletic Center, I think is what it's called. They call it the PMAC down there in the, in the bayou. And I'm sitting at my table for these college basketball games when you do sidelines. Our amazing, amazing crew who travels all year long with no rest. They're awesome guys and gals. They work their tails off. They set up a little station for the sideline reporter that has a monitor, TV monitor, so you can actually watch the actual broadcast. Even though the game's happening right in front of you, it's beneficial to have that monitor right in front of you because you can't see everything. Either the stanchion's in the way or players are in the way. You want to see replays. All that kind of thing. And so I have this little station, and I was seated at my station going over my notes that I had gathered and then kind of rewritten in very succinct little blurbs so that you can report them during the game when the opportunity arises. I get grabbed on the shoulders. I turn around, and it is Dale Brown. Dale Brown is the greatest basketball coach in LSU history, okay? He coached Chris Jackson, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, and Stanley Roberts, and Shaquille O'Neal, all right? He was Shaq's college coach at LSU. I have long been a fan of Coach Brown because he has this awesome personality, just vibrant and full of energy and passion. And I always loved seeing him get interviewed. So I turn around and I mean, I hop up like I've, like a scalded cat. And I stick my hand out to, to shake coach's hand. And what he said to me floored me. What he said to me humbled me to basically a point of being speechless. What he said was, how much he appreciates my approach to the job, that he's admired my work for so long, that I'm a breath of fresh air, and he just is, was, was really thrilled to get to meet me. And he asked me for my contact information. Of course, I give it to him. He wanted my email and my cell phone. So I give Coach my email and my cell phone, and I shake his hand again. 
and he goes off to watch the game with Jim Caviezel. Do you know who Jim Caviezel is, Travis? I don't know that name. He played Jesus Christ in The Passion of the Christ. Alrighty then. He played Bobby Jones in a golf movie. I should probably know that one then, right? So, uh, just a tremendous actor. And Coach Brown told me that Caviezel's father played for Coach Wooden at UCLA. I know that name. I have not uh, researched that, but if Coach Brown tells me, I think that's what he said. Travis, look that up. But so that we I'm just going to tr- I'm just going to trust Coach Brown. Well, I hope that I am uh, relaying Coach Brown's information properly, so maybe we should Google that. But here's where everything changed. I just sat there like glowing. I cued the microphone. One thing that I love about the Super Tuesday broadcast crew is we are friends. And whether that's Jimmy Dykes or Jay Billis or Dick Vitale, all three of whom I've worked with this season, they're such gracious men, and they know the game so well, and they're tolerating me this season. And at LSU Kentucky, it was Jay Billis. And we just love to talk trash to each other. Billis is probably the smartest person I know, no lie. He is so intelligent. You know, he's an attorney. He's a lawyer. And he knows, and like, the way that his mind works blows my mind. I'm pretty stupid. I'm just not the sharpest tool in the shed. And... Gracious sakes, Billis is. Billis is the Ginsu knife in the shed, man. And so I learn from him every time I'm with him. So I cue the mic and I'm talking trash to these guys. All, like not on, on, not on the game, but like we can cue the mic and, and hear each other off of the broadcast. And so I'm talking trash to Dale Brown, said he appreciates my work and whatever else. And so I get home from that trip, and I can't believe what was in my email when I opened it on Thursday morning. It was an email from Coach Brown. That email is the body of a letter that Coach Brown wrote Shaquille O'Neal after Shaq's first year in the NBA. And within that, Note on top of the letter, it says, Shaquille is one of the most genuine and benevolent athletes I've ever met and is loaded with goodness towards others. I had an amazing conversation with Coach Brown when we met about kind of the direction I want to take as a man, and that is that kindness, effort, and passion always win. Y'all have heard me say that. My children are so eye-roll tired of hearing me say that we only control three things on a daily basis. We control how bad we want it. We control how exuberant we are about it. And we control how kind we are in doing it. And he sends me this letter. And I want to preface this letter by saying to you guys, I reached back out to Coach Brown and asked him, if he was okay if I share this because it was sent to me in private and I would never, ever, ever in any way, shape, or form compromise something that was that personal without asking first. And he wrote back that he would be thrilled if I shared it. And so I'm going to do that because it moved me. 
This letter was written from Dale Brown to Shaquille O'Neal on June 1st, 1993. Dear Shaquille, Congratulations on a great rookie year in the NBA. I was so proud of you and especially in the manner that you conducted yourself. I shall never forget our first meeting in the mountains of West Germany when you were only 13 years old. You have grown not only in stature but in talent from that day when you were cut from the high school team, when they told you you were too clumsy and to try soccer. Now being constantly in the spotlight, you must be alert to all the pressures it brings. Coach John Wooden knew how to handle fame better than anyone I've ever known. He said, the coach must recognize that his profession places him in the public eye and he will at times receive both unjustifiable criticism and undeserved praise. And he must not be unduly affected by either. Live this creed, Shaquille, and you'll never lose that contagious smile of yours. Don't be content. Continue to work on improving your game, and as you've heard a thousand times over and over again while playing at LSU, hard work pays off. And when the going gets rough on the team, remember our hit philosophy at LSU. Play hard, play intelligent, and play together, and everything works out for the best. Stay away from all distractions because concentration is imperative for ultimate success. It is a supreme art that few ever master. Be a good listener. One of the most consistent qualities of those that are labeled as extraordinary athletes is they are coachable. There have been very few exceptions. Be careful of the parasites who, for selfish motives, want you as their friend. Yes, some will even have visions of the dollar bills floating around. Trust, but never cease to be vigilant. Hold on to that schoolboy spirit that touched me so strongly when we met eight years ago. A spirit with its natural grace, easy dignity, and the blossoming buds of a genius on the basketball court. Make your dignity as tall as your body. Never ever drop it or sell it or become complimented out of it. Respect others, even the most humble, and remember that above all else, you are a member of a group called Mankind. Be a role model. A lot of kids have absolutely no one in whom to turn, and what you do and say will be more than mere words or actions for the game plan that is their life. Affect Mankind. Affect your fellow man, and always for the good. Shaquille, leave a legacy beyond trophies and statistics, because I hate to say this, but your time will also pass, and the glory you enjoy will only be a memory. So be your brother's keeper. Lift him up when he has fallen. Bandage him when he is wounded. In body, he may not be as big as you, but in spirit he is. That's my advice to you, Shaquille. You really don't need it. You are what you are. A good man, full of love. I love you, Coach Brown. Wow. That's powerful. It honestly puts me in tears. That level of self-awareness is very rare. And when he sent this to me 
I read it and I cried and then I read it again and again. And it was so powerful that that's why I wanted the world to hear it. And that's why I asked him if I could share it. It's beautiful in every sense. And the lessons that it professes are universal. Be a brother. Be your brother's keeper. Be vigilant. Never be content. Be kind, not jealous, and do not waver. Stay away from distraction. Let your mind and your kindness and your genuineness and your generosity be as big as your body. Just just a stunning piece of work. And the fact that he was willing to share it with me was, it, it's just humbling, guys. I don't know any other way to say it. If, when, I'm going to do another book. When I do another book, that's going to be in it. I don't know what your day holds right now, guys. I don't know what you're going through. All of us are going through something. Every day, even people that have quote-unquote everything, whether that's monetary, whether that's possessions, in most cases, we're all battling something. Some of us are, are battling with a spiritual walk. Some of us are going through tough times professionally or in our marriage or what struggling with, with something that's going on with your kids. All of us are going through something. And that's the kind of thing that you hear and can really recenter you. And as you look in the mirror, go, yeah, man. Yes, sir. Right there. I am forever grateful to Dale Brown for sharing that with me because it helped recenter me in a week where I had gone so hard that I had completely lost sight of the blessing that was getting to do it. I needed that reminder that it's incumbent upon me. It's my job to be a light in the world. It's my job and my mission to be so grateful for ESPN that ESPN becomes a platform for me, not just for the opportunities I have within it, but to be a light in the world. There's some people who don't like that. I see it on social media every day. They can't believe I'm that happy. And that's okay. That's the world in which we live. That's all right. I'm okay with that. I'm willing to consume that for those that it does impact. And the letters that show up every single day from those people that were impacted. And so thank you, Coach Brown. Uh, we're going to have him on the show at some point. I'm going to I'm going to shoot him a note and tell him we need to have him on because I can't imagine the amazing stories he must have about Shaquille and about Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, who who was Chris Jackson at LSU and was one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen. I um I've always admired the man and and now it's just gone to a whole other plateau and. I appreciate you guys listening to that, and I hope that you got something out of it. I want to hear what you got out of it, 
because it just meant so much to me, and I would love to know what it means to you, how how that letter impacts you. Before we move on, I want to remind you guys about how awesome ZipRecruiter is and the impact it can have on your business. No matter what your business is, hiring is hard. It just is. Making sure that you have the right people in the right places is not easy, and managing all of that is one of the most difficult things that business owners have to manage. Hiring can be really challenging, but ZipRecruiter can help you. It's the one place you can go where hiring is really easy, and it's fast, and it's smart. A place where growing businesses connect qualified candidates. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job sites. They don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people who have the experience that fit perfectly in your job. You can even add screening questions to that listing so that candidates are filtered and you can focus on the best candidates. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter have a quality candidate in that same day. Right now, try ZipRecruiter for nothing, for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash M-A-R-T-Y. And you can find your candidate on day one. ZipRecruiter.com slash Marty. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, before we get out of here, Marty, you tweeted out last night, what song is your biography? I need to know what prompted uh, this. Yes. And let's, we need to get into this a little bit. So... I did. I I put on the tweeter machine. So Lainey and I were sitting there, you know, I barely seen my wife for a week. And so we're just sitting there having a, sharing a bottle of wine. Hashtag team Lainey. Which was a great bottle of wine, man. Red, Uh, white. What are we talking about here? Red, always red for me. I love red wine. Uh, and we were enjoying this bottle of wine. And when we do that, we don't watch TV, man. We just, uh, we turn on music and let it play. And so I was, I was DJing and it fascinates me. I'm pretty feeble minded. So, you know, you can run YouTube on your television off of your phone. Did you know this? I did. Okay. So I just learned. Welcome to 2020, Marty Smith. Right. I just learned this like a month ago that you can run your entire playlist from YouTube or Spotify or your own Apple Music, whatever, from your phone to your TV. I never knew this. There's like a big, there's a TV icon within the app, and you just push that, and you put in some code, and the next thing you know, dude, you're running your TV from your phone. I'm so proud of you. Freaking fascinating. So anyway, I'm playing DJ and enjoying this wine, and the next song up I can see is all right so round here buzz is playing my boy chief and i saw that the next song up is the cowboy in me by tim mcgraw and i've always felt like that was one of the soundtrack pieces of my life because it's just so i mean it's just so me the entire way the the, the way the song's written like when you listen to can i recite the lyrics or not go for it how I'm going to do it. You know, we're, we're going to do it. Screw it. They, well, they're going to sue us because we're promoting their song. Like when you, when you read the, like 
I got a life that most would love to have, but sometimes I still wake up fighting mad at where this road I'm heading down might lead. I guess that's just the cowboy in me. All right, that's my life. The urge to run, the restlessness, the heart of stone I sometimes get, the things I've done for foolish pride, the me that's never satisfied, the face that's in the mirror when I don't like what I see, I guess that's just the cowboy in me. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I basically have my head in my hands as I'm listening to these words last night. And I'm like a, I'm probably on a two-glass buzz at that moment. And so I'm in this introspective headspace, and I just looked up at her, and I was like, this song is my life. Like, this song is is who I am. And I've always felt that way about that song. I've always felt that way about I'm Going to Be Somebody by Travis Tritt. That song, too, is my life. And there's this new song. This one will surprise you, Travis. Have you heard this song, uh, High Hopes by Panic at the Disco? I'd have to Google it to see if I... You've heard it definitely in like lobbies of events and it's very, at least it was. I'm not sure if it still is. It's, it's uh, still on. Yes, all I've, the time. I, yeah, I just Googled it. Yes, I have heard the song before. Dude, dude, that song is unequivocally my life. I heard that song in the gym one day and I'm listening to these lyrics. I had to have high, high hopes for a living shooting for the stars when i couldn't make a killing didn't have a dime but i always had a vision i always had high hopes i didn't know how but i always had a feeling i was gonna be that one in a million i mean come on son there are certain songs that we hear as human beings and go you damn straight that's me that's my life That's my passion. That's my path. And as I was listening to Cowboy and Me last night, I'm like, hey, man, that's me. And I just put it out there on Twitter, and I mean, I'm looking at it now. Holy cow, it's still blowing up. I'd say for me, Phil Vassar's American Child is probably one of my number one. If we're going present day, Luke comes, what you see is what you get. Yep. It's amazing because so many songs – there are pieces of us that apply in that puzzle that fit within that puzzle to make up who we are. But there are some that are the borders of that puzzle. And there are some that are the center point that make up the depth of that puzzle. And you know, that that's like, you know, every, I, I, of course, the, one of the most important songs in my life is Sinners Like Me by Eric Church. Because when my dad died, that song and that album were the perfect vehicle to carry my emotions. This guttural sorrow that I needed in that time. That song carries a special piece of me that will never be topped. And, you know, I know that's how all of us feel, but it's just such a music is so amazing. I say all the time to my songwriter friends that there are only a few professions that save lives. 
doctors, surgeons, oncologists, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, first responders, paratroopers, I don't know. Uh, law enforcement, there's, there's a few professions that save lives. Songwriters are one of them. And most of my songwriter buddies, when I say that, just laugh at me. But damn, if it ain't the truth. I mean, certainly uh, um, religious leaders, you know, like it's uh, in the vast majority of cases, most people have that song. You know, there's another one that I was thinking about the other day at the Grammys. Lose Yourself by Eminem. Listen to that damn song. Come on. That's a classic one. Like, it doesn't matter. It comes on and you just instantly, like, that's a song that if you're working out or whatever, too, like, it's it gets you going. It's amazing. And it's so applicable to anybody who has any level of drive within them. I will not be held down. And in a lot of cases, there's that moment. There's that moment where you sink or you swim. You win or you lose. Are you going to take advantage of it? And that's what that song is, man. That song is fire. And I listen to it sometimes in certain moments. I dial it up because I need it. And so it's just fun. That's a fun conversation over beers. Remember when you could have seen Travis Tripp perform that live at the Grand Ole Opry, but you had to leave? It was a great performance. Yeah. yeah you should have been it, there. I should have been there. I know it, but. Hey man, when you're a road warrior, you take advantage of the precious moments you have at home. This last run was rough, man. I had my, I had Vivian FaceTiming me and writing me. She does not have a phone. Okay. She was writing me texts on an iPad that our kids use, but she was like, daddy, when are you coming home? I miss you. I want, I want to cuddle with you, daddy. And you want to have your heart ripped out of your chest? That's the first way to do it. And again, thank God for music. It's something that I can lean on and, and remind me about bigger pictures. And that brings this podcast full circle because that's one of the reasons why Coach Brown's letter to Shaquille was so important to me. I'm going to print that letter out and I'm going to hang it in my office. And I'm going to carry it with me. There's another thing that I'll carry with me. And I want to re I'll end this podcast on this. On my notes app on my phone, I have like Coach Brown's letter is already in that notes package, uh, notes app, because I need to carry that with me for moments when I need to be reminded of certain blessings. Another thing that I carry with me is a quote from Nick Saban that I read at least once a week and in most cases all, uh, more than once a week. When you're climbing a mountain, you look up. You never look back. Complacency is something that everyone who has any level of success must challenge themselves to overcome. But it's not just the willingness to do it. It's the why you're willing to do it. Because the why creates the passion for the what. And the passion creates the ability to sustain it. Damn. I read that every week and again, oftentimes more than once. 
And I will read Coach Brown's letter the same way. Thank you all for listening. Uh, that was a whole lot of rambling mess, uh, but Blames I, I imagine – I imagine that somebody's going to listen to this and be ready to strap up and knock the hell out of something. And that was my goal today. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure that you uh, subscribe, rate, and review, please. It matters so much to the product and helps our sponsors have metrics to see who's listening. That's very important. So thank you guys for, for listening. Make sure that you do the same for stupidity. Yeah, I have one request for every listener. I want them to leave a good review for us, but I want you to go on his page and leave a five-star review saying, Marty said you stood him up. Because he'll read those reviews because he's through gods. Um, I'm so grateful for y'all and the passion that you have for this. So many people. I had five or six students at LSU walk up to me at that game Tuesday night and tell me how much they love the podcast. And... That means so much to Travis and me. We do this, and it's kind of hard to know who's listening. So we're so grateful that those of you who are listening are enjoying it. Same for my book. I've, gracious sakes, the, the response to that is amazing and humbling. Thank you to everybody who's invested in me that way and the lives that it seems to be impacting. Thank you so much to those who are working every day to keep our community safe and healthy, our law enforcement officials, our policemen and women, our firemen, our first responders. Thank you, guys. You're amazing. Thank you to our military members all over the globe. I'm so grateful for you, and we live in a free country, the greatest country. Thank you for what you do to preserve that freedom. And thank you all. For listening to Marty Smith's America, again, this is the Freak Volume, the Julius Peppers Volume, number 90. We'll try to do better next time. Y'all have an awesome week.